Hi everyone, Daniel Ramsey here, the CEO of My Outdesk and the host of Scale the Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to having conversations that unlock the exact formula and strategies multi-million and billion dollar companies use to scale their business. You can visit me on our website at scalethepodcast.com or listen to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here and I'm really excited because today we are talking about the office of the future. I, I wish there was like a reverb or something like that. And, and the we have a special. Is now. And the future is now. I was going to say that right next. Um, and Christy Belt Grossman, obviously, of the Ops Boss, is here with us today. Christy, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. Super excited. We've got a lot of cool stuff to cover today. We were just kind of going over it. Um, if you're here, uh, first of all, we want to thank you for your time. We know how valuable it is. And also, we want to make sure you're here and alive and listening, and we want to know who you are. So if you can do us a favor and just type your title. If you're an ops boss, put ops boss. If you're a rainmaker or a team leader, put that in. Go title the city you're from and the number of people on your team so we know who's here and we can customize this content to give you massive, massive value. Um, so I'm going to start, I'm going to put it in to all participants because that's what we, we need to do. Um, I'm Daniel. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm here we go. I'm a CEO. I'm in Sacramento and we currently have 1200 virtual assistants, which is kind of crazy, right? When you think about it and Chrissy, you're, you're in, let's, let's do yours. Oh, we've got Rick from Baltimore. He's got seven folks. Thanks for joining us, Rick. Um, guys, we are going to do a ton of super value. Christy, let, let's talk about why we're doing this. Why is this important? What's going on that causes this topic to actually matter for you guys, our audience? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm so glad you asked me that. I'm really, really passionate about this. I think there's so much change happening in our industry and I've been in the industry for a long time. I've been on the real estate side for 25 years. I was in the mortgage business for 10 years before that. Um, and there's more change happening now than I've ever seen. And I think what happens on the op side is we get heads down. We're working, working, working. We're busy, busy, busy. And we need to open up and almost recreate a new way of doing business. And we need to be really hyper aware of what's happening in our industry so that we can take all that information and go back down and implement. I love that. So um, we talked about, and this is probably one of the most important concepts that you bring to the table is this concept of being a, a multiplier on the team. And to be frank, I need to, I, I need to understand that at a better level. Um, help me fully digest that as, you know, as a, as a person, right? What does that mean for you guys? So let's start top down. So typically we think of the rainmaker and the agents as the people bringing in the income on the team. And we're just, we're the operations people kind of making it all work. But mm -hmm. as we're seeing pressure on commissions, we're seeing team mergers, we're seeing, um, you know, technology change, 
The value proposition to the consumer is really murky right now in our industry. So it now means that every person on the team has to be very profit focused. We have to be very bottom line focused. And part of that on the operations side means we have to be very outcome based. We have to look at what we're doing on a daily basis and know is what I'm doing contributing to the bottom line or am I just checking off boxes of things to do on my to-do list? Yes, contributing to the bottom line. What I love is that you mentioned and, and guys, outcome focus is the next level of business. And um, we do it here at My Outdesk when you sign up and you are like, hey, I want to hire a virtual assistant to help us grow and scale our company. We, we start like, what's the outcome? Because that's the most important thing to know what, what, what is this person going to do so that they can pay for that salary for the rest of the career. And it's a win-win for everybody involved. And that's why what is so powerful about outcomes and why that's important rather than a to-do list. Because if you're doing a to-do list, you know, one of the things, this is a, the, this conversation's about the office of the future. And there's this concept, it's like, you know, automate, you know, put it into a system, automate it, and then outsource it, get rid of it. And if you're doing tasks right now as a employee or an ops boss or whatever, it's likely that task is going to be automated out of the business, meaning a system can do it. And, you know, you have to systemize it, automate it, and then outsource it. And that's- We want, we want our ops people to move to that next level. Instead of doing, we want to move to thinking. Instead of doing, we want to move, instead of knowing what am I responsible for doing, what am I responsible for pro uh, producing? I, I need to be results oriented, not just time oriented. Like I'm not just doing tasks. Am I doing the right tasks? And are those tasks, how am I measuring the results of my efforts? Yep. A lot of people, you know, I'll give you an example, just a, a silly example would be, you know, oh, I had this great marketing idea and look at this social media plan I put together and we did this last year. Great. How much did it cost you to implement? What were the results of it in dollars closed on your team? Oh, I haven't thought about that. That's the difference between an average person and an ops boss of the future. We're very results oriented. So it's results and actually knowing the dollar impact to the task. Yes. I love that. Okay. And so we're doing the office of the future. One thing, um, I, and I love this story. Um, and, uh, again, we're going to give away some free gifts. If you stay, hang out to the end, um, I'm in a couple minutes, I'm going to give away our book. My Outdesk actually put together a book, 12 years of, of service, you know, over 5,000 clients. Here's some crazy stats, right? So out of the top 100 teams and Christy, you don't know this, the most recent, uh, real trends list, 36 of them our clients on our scaling their business with virtual assistants. So that, that's kind of a wild um, number. And that's going to grow. It's going to grow incredibly. I mean, one thing about the office of the future is in order to create the office of the future, we have to do things differently than we've done before. Right? So we, what we're seeing around the country now is historic unemployment, 
really hard to find talented people. We need to open our eyes to things that maybe we would not have been comfortable with or would not have considered before. And when we were chatting recently, you gave me an amazing stat that totally blew me out of the water. I'm really excited about that. Um, maybe what is it? That. What is it? What is it? No, you, you say. I won't, get, I won't get the exact details right, but it's the amount of the workforce that's going to be virtual by the year 2027 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's a bunch of studies out there. And because we're in that world of knowing like how many people are working virtual, but basically the study is by the year 2027, by the end of 2027, more than 50% of the US workforce, you know, will have remote work as part of their real life normal work week. So it may be one day, it may be two days, and it might be 100%. The reality is we're meeting right now on Zoom. And if you think about the office of the future, some of the top teams around the country, they're not in one office. How do they meet? They meet on Zoom. They meet with doing exactly what we're doing right now. And part of today's share is we're going to show you the systems that we use so that we can manage people around the globe. And, and I love that because it takes really different skills to be able to lead a team as an ops boss that's virtual than it does to lead a team that's sitting next to you every morning. So it takes all those same skills plus. So we've got to raise our skill level with technology skills. We've got to get um, better interpersonal skills. How do we keep our culture on a team that's not physically together? Like all of those things we have to level up on. And we're going to share those with you today. So absolutely. But first, um, this is the first actionable kind of thing that you can get. We, we in, at my outdesk, we love calling, we coined this new concept called compound leverage. Here's the whole concept, right? Albert Einstein said, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. You know, he's a mathematician. He likes that curve that goes up like that, right? Well, compound leverage is a very similar concept. If you put something into a process, you then properly train on that process and the employee or the person, virtual assistant, hopefully, then takes that process and implements it and does it, then you get that cumulative time back for the rest of your career. If I can give away 70 or 60% of, of my workload and I get half of my life back, my work life, I mean, what could you accomplish with that? And so one of the easy, easy tools to do this, and Chrissy, you kind of alluded to this, is you, have to, you can't think about tasks as just checking a box. And so one of the methodologies here at MyOutest that we use is the sticky challenge. And it's really not complicated. It's really super easy. Uh, you just take a stack of stickies, whether you're a transaction coordinator, ops boss, even, I do this on a regular basis just to track what I'm actually doing in a week. And I, I put a sticky note together and we've got three different areas for you guys. If, if, you're, if this is one of those, you should write this down because this tool has changed lives. I, I, I say that with all the conviction because it it's changed my life and our clients tell, it, tell me that it's changed their life. But if you follow yourself around and you know, am I doing dollar productive work? Dollar productive is talking with clients, getting clients, selling clients, 
getting referrals, all the stuff that drive revenue. Chrissy, what are you thinking? I was just going to say, so we're talking to ops bosses today and dollar revenue work for them might be a little bit different. So dollar revenue work might be creating systems that are going to generate revenue, creating systems that are going to take things off your Rainmaker's plate so they can be on appointments, things like that. So you're ahead of me because Sorry. you're absolutely right. <laughs> so here's the thing. This. Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here and I want to tell you about an extraordinary offer to take action and start scaling your business right now. You know I get a lot of questions about how to grow your business, generate more revenue and reduce expenses and the answer is simple. It's my Outdesk virtual assistants. My Outdesk offers five star virtual assistant services to thousands of business professionals across the United States and making our clients over a hundred million dollars in net revenue every year. Our customers absolutely love our virtual assistants and I want to give you the opportunity to learn exactly why. Simply text the word MOD, MOD, to 31996 and we're going to give you a free double my business strategy call where you work one-on-one -on -one with one of our business growth specialists to design an action strategy for growth and cost savings in your business. We're going to give you over 20 growth and strategy guides, a market force personality indicator, an important business checklist, and hiring guides. My Outdesk admins can help manage your office, your sales, your marketing pipeline, and even help you lead generate and follow up. And during this call, you'll learn exactly how you can put them into your business right now. So again, text MOD to 31996 and get a free double my business strategy call right now and learn how My Outdesk can transform your business today. Yeah, here's the beauty. Even if you're an ops boss and even if you're in the operational side, there are opportunities for you to talk to clients, garnish reviews, referrals. There's just, it, it's the reality of uh, real estate is we're a belly to belly sport. I always say that human to human communication, connection, that's all that matters. So that's dollar productive stuff. But on the non-dollar productive stuff, non there's building systems and process. I call, I call that legacy. Christy, you probably call it something different. But when you're creating a system that adds leverage to the business, we coin that as legacy um, productive activity. So, so you're following dollar productive, then legacy productive stuff. And then Below that is all the non-dollar productive, non-legacy tasks. It's your checklist and everything. That's so if you, if you follow yourself around and you write down, I, I did legacy productive stuff. I did it for two hours. And then you put a sticky on the wall and you say, let's say it's a marketing task or an ops task or financial task or whatever it is. Then you can start to see what your week is actually looking like and what you're actually spending your time doing. This is a time task analysis. Christy, does any of this make sense? It makes complete sense because I think as we move into the office of the future, we have to be more and more cognizant of our 
is my time being spent on the highest and best use for my skills? And we wanna right. ask that for each person on the team, highest and best use of my skills. And I think sometimes we may have to like almost wipe the slate clean with our org charts and our roles and our descriptions and go back to square one and redefine an outcome-based business and what does each role look like and how do we measure success tangibly? I love I, it. So I love, I love your system for going about doing that. That's awesome. It's really easy too. And, and guys, I talk fast. And, and if you've never done this before, I want to give you a tool or something that you can actually, one of the beautiful things about being an operations people is some, and I'm an ops person. I'm one of those crazy people that can be both ops and sales. And we're a unique, weird people. I know. <laughs> okay. Here's what, I, here's, here's what I want to give away though. If, um, if you text S VP, so it's scale with virtual professionals to 31996. We're going to give you our book away. And we talk about compound leverage. We talk about the sticky challenge. And there's a lot of tools and tricks that we're going to cover today um, as we're kind of, you know, going through this office of the future. So if you're listening and you're like, I want to do that, but Daniel, doesn't convince me yet. I'm not really sure. We have not only a written example of how to do this, but we also have like some, some graphics so you can kind of visually see the different categories and understand legacy, what, what building legacy in a business means. So please do that. Text SVP to 31996. But you just mentioned something, Christy. Um, you talked about org chart, and I think that's such a valuable thing. And we're, we're going through a growth spurt right now and we're hiring people and reorging and doing stuff to prep for 2020 because guess what guys, 2020 is already here. Right? Yeah. Um, but before we talk about, cause we're going to talk about how to control an org organization through an operate org chart, basically control who's doing what by when and what those results are. Um, you know, based on that stuff. But before we do that, you have an event that this presentation is actually going to be, what we're talking about today is going to be at that event. I Same never go to events, by the way, guys. And she talked me into it. She said, I got to come. Um, and it's in DC, which is super cool. So I'm going to bring the family and do the, the mall and kind of hang out and- See the dinosaurs. In our, yeah, in our nation. Well, the ones in the museum and then the other ones too. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So let's talk. Um, we want you guys at this event because it's lonely as an ops boss and it's lonely. There's not a lot of groups, organizations that focus on this stuff. So Christy, let's talk a little bit about what they'd get at that event. I love that. You know, I created the event because for so many years I went to events and there'd be one little admin or operations thing on the side <laughs> and everything else was sales and all the sales stuff is great. We need to know all that, but we think in a different way. We have different roles. We do different things and we need each other. And we're often in these little isolated, you know, two in this office and three in that office. So I thought, what if we could have like a whole weekend 
that's only ops people. So Rainmakers, sorry, you're not invited. I've gotten a few um, requests because I have such an incredible lineup. So it's on a weekend, which is perfect for operations people. They don't have to be too much out of the office. Friday, we are having you, you may not know this yet, but you're gonna be our kickoff speaker. Ooh, We're gonna have really? live music and networking. And then Saturday, we do business like a boss. And we go long and hard all day with masterminds, panels. I have a keynote speaker who is going to talk about life without limits, who's from outside of real estate, who's amazing. He has spoken to the United Nations and Congress and been in Hollywood on TV, movies, etc. So that's really cool. Um, I have some of the top teams with different companies, um, a lot of the, th the thousand teams um, coming in, real trends. So yeah. you can mastermind all day. We have speakers on building culture through systems. Uh, we have uh, building your business with um, coming from contribution, how to take philanthropy and, and put that into your business. Just about anything you can imagine. And then Sunday is uh, nurturing mind, body, soul, and spirit. Because my ops bosses, we are the ones taking care of everyone else and we don't always take care of ourselves. So I'll have somebody talking about how to build your life by design. Um, I'll have a financial person, a health person, and we're going to do like an art creativity activity. So it's a totally amazing weekend. Um, it's what I think our people really need to move into office of the future um, because our operations people, we have to level up on everything to be able to compete in tomorrow's market. Right. So we want to do that today. Well, and what's important about us, efficiency is such a big deal for the ops people. Like revenue is measured by how, how much, how much resources can we shrink and then how much value can we add to the business? And that literally is the goal stick for an ops person is like, look, if I can grow revenue and reduce the overhead expenses, and also provide a higher level of service as told to us by our clients. Like you just won, like the, I'm the best yeah. guy in the world or gal in the world, you know, you're, you're doing it. Totally. Um, I have, um, but before we move on to the next one, I was just going to say one of the speakers, um, we were talking about the trends that are happening for the future. Right. And so one of them is teams are merging and it's not just small teams. Big teams are, are merging and almost becoming brokerages. Right. So uh, one of the speakers who's there just merged two of the top uh, Keller Williams, Gary Keller mastermind teams into yep. a giant team. And um, she's going to talk about how to create systems because we, we kind of skip that point sometimes. We just go right to the end like, oh, we're just going to do this, but we don't yeah. know how to actually create a system. So yeah, that'll we'll be a cool thing that we're going to do. We're going to talk a little bit about that today too, because to be honest, creating a system, everybody, we have people calling in lots of ops boss, lots of rainmakers, other, other folks call in and they're like, well, we don't have any training around that. So how are we going to hire somebody? And there's a really easy way to do it. So we're going to nail on that real quick. And guys, we've got a ton of um, folks here. Um, Lenny, uh, Christy, we've got a client care manager, Jesse, Brenda, Emily. Guys, this is meant to be interactive. So we're going to talk through and we're getting into the, the, the meat and potatoes part of, 
of the presentation where we're going to actually start adding value and giving you some examples. And Christy and I are just going to kind of talk about them because um, if, you know, we've got Rich Lucas, he's got a team of 11. Imagine, Rich, if you had to put two more zeros behind that team member, what systems would you have in place? What process would you create? How would you control culture? So that's what we're going to dive into um, right now. Um, and if one of the cool things too is if you're downloading that book, Chrissy's giving us an opportunity to give you $200 off that, um, the, the conference in October. So definitely download it. One of our team members is going to reach out. We're going to provide you guys value um, and, and also give you an opportunity to be part of this event at a substantial discount. Discount. Um, okay. Just so and you let's talk. How does somebody build in the ops boss world? How does somebody build process for a team? And then I'm going to share how we do it for because vir virtual is different than somebody physically. So the office of the future is obviously a blended one where, you know, your, your people in the office are leadership, um, you know, managers, some virtual assistants that are helping and salespeople, right? right? Most people in the office should be client focused and driving revenue. But how, how, how do you build systems and process, Christy, for, you know, how are you seeing it at a high level? So, I like to step back and think big picture. And this is actually a system one of my coaches um, taught me. And nice. I literally called her yesterday and said, okay, I'm working on a system. I need you to walk me through this again, literally. Because <laughs> okay. the first step is the hardest step. The first step is defining your purpose. What is the purpose of the system? So right. I think lots of times we, we have like five purposes, right? I want, I'm going to do a client event. I want to add value. I want to appreciate my clients. I want to stay top of mind. Like you can have all these different purposes, but what is the primary purpose? Because the primary purpose is going to dictate how and what you do. Everything. So if the primary purpose is to appreciate them. You might do a, a free movie event, but if your primary purpose is to get referrals or reviews, you need to have that belly to belly conversation time. So you might have some sort of party where you're gonna interact with them as opposed to just sitting and watching a movie, right? right? So purpose would be one. Second thing is set your outcome vision. How do I know that I won? How do I know at the end I can go, yes, we nailed this system and, and really define that. Like I know because referrals are like piling into my inbox faster than I can hand them out to my team. Right. So that's how I won. And then you're going to brainstorm and I would bring anyone into that brainstorm, whether you're virtual or in the office who has input into that system. So that might include your salespeople might include your virtuals, whoever it is. And the object of the brainstorm is there's no bad ideas. It's quantity, not quality. So right. you want to get as many ideas on the table as possible. And then you want to choose the best ideas and organize them and assign next steps. Who's doing what and when. And right. then at the end, I want to say, is it duplicatable? Meaning, can anyone do this system? And is it scalable? If I have five agents, Will it work with 55? Will it work for 555? If I do all those steps, now I've got a system. I love that. I, um, 
So at, at my out desk, we would add that, that that brainstorming session should be on camera like this. Um, also should be, I'm going to just share screens guys and watch out because uh, I'm going to, so I don't know if you guys can see this, Christy, maybe you can, but I'm going to do a big circle here. When you do stuff virtually and you have a blended model, one of my favorite things is recording them on a Zoom like this and also having an organizational system so that all of your leadership meetings, all of your brainstorming meetings, all of your topics are very easily referenceable. So after you get your steps done and you do, okay, these are the, these are the 72 steps in order to pull <laughs> off a wonderful referral event. Then you go through that list and then you actually record yourself doing those steps. So any system, and here's my world, any system that requires you as the ops person or, or rainmaker to do is a broken system. If you can't delegate it, it's not worth doing. And I'm really, I, I, I think that's the most important thing because if it needs you, and here's an example, Steve Murray, Chrissy, you know him. We, we talked with him. I love this guy. He does the real trends stuff. He's got all the data. He's done 700 valuations of real estate brokerages, teams, 736. I just remember num numbers. Here's what's crazy about it every single valuation that he's done when they have a system and a process in place and the rainmaker and the ops leader aren't the key person, meaning they're not the glue that's holding the entire thing together. He consistently reports higher multiples, more value, easier sell, happier sellers, happier buyers. And so once you have your list of 72 things, you've got to record your screen just like this doing those steps okay yeah. we've got okay we've got some people here um <laughs> les mcgee yeah. says i'm a fan of both y'all um great he wants to hear more about the event so that's awesome um so if you have questions please submit the questions we're super opening but i want to keep going because what we've what we've got is another kind of tool to give away it's called play pause do and it's Kind of like the, I like simple, silly solutions, right? <laughs> Sticky challenge, play, pause, do, camp, compound leverage. These are all fun things that you, as a team, you can start doing. So if one of my tasks for a referral thing is to create um, the invite to the event, right? Well, how do you do that? What's the system that you're using it for? You've got it on the list, create invite for the system in this, pro in this particular IT thing, right? Well, that's, that's the, probably the wrong way to do a system or a process. The right way is to actually pull it up on your screen and do a screen share, actually doing the task. So what screen share program do you guys use? Because people ask that all the time. Yeah, I'm, I, I, there's a lot of options out there. I've, we've used, I mean, we're on Zoom right now, which is a beautiful yeah. system. But if you want to do it on a budget, Google Hangout is a free thing, you know, and then you just need a screen recording software. We like Camtasia. Um, there's a bunch of options out there. Screencast-O-Matic is a really inexpensive one. And yeah. inside that system, you can then have a organizational kind of framework 
where you can always access those screen uh, recordings, you know? So I, I don't know. What were we going to say? No, that was it. I just, that think, was I, it. I know how my ops bosses think. You talk about something, they want to know the tool. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, here, here's the thing. The tool, free Google screen, screen yeah. share on a Mac, or you can pay for it, Zoom, where you can have participants and interaction. So the play, pause, do, do the task, and here's the, here's, the, here's the office of the future kind of drop the mic kind of thing. You have to talk through the task, the how and why. Here, this is a mistake. Well, I recorded a screenshot. Yeah, but you didn't talk. I was like, you got, you got to talk through what it is you're sharing yes. and why it's important and the mindset. Remember, virtually, our virtual assistants they're in the Philippines. And because they're in the Philippines, our clients tell us that it's a 60 to 70% reduction in cost. But that means you need to share with them why people in Minnesota, for instance, would come to a referral party and what value they would give. And you've got to talk through the why and the what around and all of that. I think that's true regardless of whether it's virtual or not. I mean, our workforce it used to be, oh, I only want to hire people with real estate experience. That's not the, the office of tomorrow. You're going to be hiring people all over the world with all different experiences, whether they're sitting in the town next to you or the country across the globe. You still need to tell why. You know what's funny? One of our, one of the, one of our best clients who have multiple virtual professionals and is in the top 10, right? Top 10 team. Um, they purposely don't hire real estate professionals. They don't hire people. They, they hire professionals, right? They hire people with the skill set for the position that they actually need. Okay, so we're going to talk org chart now because we just talked process. Yeah, and I think, that's, I think that's the next step. So play, pause, do, massive game changer for folks for documenting your systems and processes Follow Christie's framework for doing that and then do the task with the how and the what and the why and the where. Um, and once you've got that documented, then delegate it down. So build a process, automate it, and then delegate it. That's, that's the kind of future kind of mindset. Yep. Um, I think I'm going to share our org chart. What are you going to say? I, that's exactly where I was going. Okay, so this is crazy. Um, again, being very open with you guys on my business and how it runs. And I think that's the best way to share. Because another thing that I hate about folks is they, they talk like they are doing it and you're not really certain. Um, so I wanted to just show you. And right now I'm sharing with you guys our hiring, you know, who we're, we're planning on hiring for the next for the next 18 months. Cause we're in the middle of the year. Next year is 2020. And what's important is, and Christy, you and I talked about this is controlling your organization through your org chart. So, so hit me with the why that's important. Well, one of the things that you talked about when we were talking before was about outcome that you I thought you had said you had tied in outcome to your org chart because we think about an org chart typically as titles. That's right. Uh, but you also talked about skills and outcome as part of your org chart. And I thought that was really important. 
Okay, so I'm going to go back to sharing now. I wasn't sure if Christy and I were going to just talk and, and go through this. But here's, I, and if you're listening, you'll see how humble I am, right? Poorly educated guests, I'm, I'm, I'm putting here in the cost. Like, I have no idea um, what a salary person would cost for the particular positions. But, you know, here are the different departments. I, we started with marketing, sales, and then our placements teams, we're looking for two new salespeople. We think this is about the, the cost to them. And then we have a quarter and the year that we're actually going to have them placed by. So by the end of that quarter, this person is going to be there. And this is an exercise of really, you know, so we need a, a recruiter. We're looking for a data analyst. We've got a contract. Um, we use Salesforce as our CRMs. So these are kind of financial analysts. We need an analyst on our, on our, in our payroll by end of next year. So we're, we're basically, I'm utilizing this org chart to plan out who's on our team in order to double our team. And that's the important point that I wanted to bring up. And we're going to talk about, we're, we're in a leadership meeting and I ask all of our directors to be, to, to look at who's on the team, what systems do they own and run? And then what is the outcome of that particular role? That's and the, outcome, the missing piece that we've never had before. The outcome of the particular role we have only looked at that traditionally in real estate as a sales. We look at the outcome of each salesperson, what it should be. We've never talked about that on the operation side before. Right. And so let's start doing that, me and you right now. Um, so how would you measure? I mean, if you're thinking about an ops leader, who, how would you say they're winning in a role or they hit their hitting outcomes or you know, like what are the the measurements for that particular person i think it's going to be really different depending on what the position is so right. overall if you're a director of operations or you're the ops boss whatever you want to call the role i think um the way i used to do it and i think it needs to be done always this way is to measure how much income is coming in based on your systems so I would cap, so the last year that I was on my team for 23 years before I replaced myself so I could uh, do this fun teaching and coaching um, full time. So I generated 514,000 in GCI for my team through the systems. That was purely through uh, our client events and database, through personal referrals, through uh, tweaking of a website so we had better capture tools, just all kinds of tangible things reviews that brought business in by setting up a system to generate those. So that would be kind of the overall. Then when you break it down to the other roles, say you're a TC, your transaction coordinator, um, you would perhaps measure it in how many reviews did I get or how many referrals did I get? Because I know that is going to generate to the bottom line. So however you can get specific depending on what the role is. And then sometimes you'll get a little deeper. It'll be a little harder maybe for a virtual assistant. It depends on what they're doing. And I think we're going to see virtual assistants doing more and more than we've seen them done in the past. So that's going to be evolving. Well, and, and what's great about that. So I have a, um, one of our top clients, been a client for, I don't know, eight, nine years. And he's, he and I are the kind of people where we text and, you know, we're, we're back and forth a lot. And 
this week, um, I'm meeting with his, his ops boss, basically the, the ops boss and then the other person that's responsible for operations. And we're brainstorming why, you know, why they're doing what they're doing. Because again, you can control an entire org chart with what's the role, how, how much am I spending on that particular role? What are the systems inside that role? And what's the outcome? So we're going through that exercise. And this is what we do with every new client that comes through the door is we will take an operations you know, chart and start mapping out who's on the team and, and what they're doing and what systems, right? Again, this is, it's very basic. And then we ask the question, if we wanted to double this business, who do we need on the team? Who needs, and, and this is the difference between billionaires and everybody else in the world. Everybody else thinks, what do I need to do? And billionaires think, who do I need to hire? You know, you don't, as a billionaire, you don't buy a sports team and think I'm going to manage it. Like you think, who do I need to manage this sports team? Well, unless you're Daniel Snyder, but that's story for another day. Yeah. Every, there's always one guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so if, if, if that is of value to you and you don't have, as an ops person, you don't, have anybody to have that strategic conversation with, I would, again, simply text us, get that, it's SVP at 31996. And we're, we, this is part of the stuff that we give away for free, because we know this is what will turn the needle for you. Yeah. And it turns the needle for everybody when it turns the needle for you. And I think, I think that's kind of where we come back to with the bottom line with ops bosses is these are the kind of conversations that you should be having with your rainmaker, right? That's right? It's not just the getting everything done on your plate today conversations. You should be driving these conversations that Daniel is so wonderfully, elo you know, eloquently talking about. No. But it's really important because our businesses are just changing so much. We can't just keep doing the same thing we've always been doing doing the roles the same way. The roles are changing, what your responsibilities are are changing, and we have to go higher level and then delegate, automate, artificial intelligence, whatever, for those other things so that we can spend time on thinking and people, right? And people. Forgetting our people, our clients, and our team is also our clients. Those, yeah. That's what we need to be spending our time on, not on checking things off a checklist. Those things need to be done, but we don't need to be doing them. I love it. Um, one, uh, okay, so we're gonna get into it. I've got a quick like system that we put together for Facebook. I'm gonna share with you guys. When you're running a virtual office, there's a couple really important like game-changing things. And as these large teams, and Christy, you know, people are having teams all over the state in multiple different states. How do you create culture and how do you create a process that everybody can buy into? And then what does that look like? So um, my, one of my favorite things is, is creating culture and community. And so I'm gonna share um, what we're doing right now on Facebook, which is, which is a silly, easy share for everybody. Um, but it's, it's, you'll like this, it's on our screen right now, Spider-Man. Yeah, he's working from home. So this is the Mod Virtual Professionals group. And again, I, oops, I lost it. Uh-oh. 
Did I just, I think I just lost it. Can you believe that? Here it is. It's back again. So this is just an example of how we as a company are, you know, one of our VPs made this up, right? And we're putting in place another um, kind of upgrade into our, into our process. Cause like here, here's an example, attention, only positive attitudes allowed in this area. Great post, great intention, you know, and then here I just wanted to share how lucky I am to have a client. Bentley is an awesome person and he, he sent her a gift for a birthday. Right. And so, and this is Nolly Williams. He's, he's posted in here. He's one of our guys, Firepoint, you know, got this in the mail from my, my client. So very cool, very, very different kinds of posts throughout the system. And we just pulled up this easy to use and I'm pulling up, this is how easy it can be to build community as well as a system and a process for you and for your team. And this is the office of the future. So, um, you know, I wanted to create a way for our Facebook groups to actually um, kind of sort what people are doing. And so now inside Facebook, in our community group for virtual professionals, we have these different hashtags, right? Tons of ways to communicate in the world. Um, but this organizes different posts into different um, categories so that we can then organize those categories and send it out in our newsletter to our people, congratulating people for you know, client accommodations, congratulating people for annual birthdays or modversaries, like we like to call them when they, they you know, we had somebody um, today turn seven years old at mod, which is a huge deal. Wow, when you, that's awesome. When you, yeah, and she's, she's an ops person for us and she does a great job. So this is an example of a very simple system and process. Just wrote it up on, on, in a Word document handed it to the ops person. The ops person is going to put it into a system. She's going to give that responsibility of moderating it so that in the group, you know, only those tags are done and we can edit or pause a post or whatever. But this is how easy it can be to actually I love it create. Because we're deluged. I never say that word right. Deluged or deluged you know, whatever. <laughs> We're overwhelmed with so much information and that's such a simple way to call it down to what do I need to see or know when I'm looking through that group. And you can use it in your client groups too. A lot of people have client groups that they monitor or community groups that they monitor. So super great. And, and I love that because that's a job that we do for a lot of our clients is monitoring or managing the community groups. So being a local celebrity for your, your company requires a lot of handholding, a lot of editing a video, a lot of posting, here's all the events and here's everything that's happening and monitoring. And the more engagement that you're creating inside of your community, the more likely that you're, you stay top of mind and you're generating referrals. Okay. So yeah. I didn't know you guys did that. That's awesome. We do all kinds of crazy things. Yeah, well, tell me that. Can I just, that's sort of like a side note, like office of the future to me, you're, we're going to be using virtual assistants. I don't even like the word virtual assistant. Can we just change that? Well, I like you call it virtual professionals. That's better, but we're using virtual team members to do things that we're not using them for now or may not be thinking of now. Like what kind of things five years from now, what are we using virtual professionals for in real estate? 
that we're not well, using them today. I'm going to break down our major categories um, real quick for the audience so they're clear about how we would actually help an ops boss or somebody in that space of, of leading the operations. Um, one thing, we definitely have transaction coordinators. We have listing coordinators. If you have a system, um, for instance, like Brivity um, or listings to leads or any kind of a listing management, you've got Skyslope, Loop, all of the different transaction and listing coordination platforms. If there is a system, our people can run it. And you're right when you say virtual professionals. I, I, I met a guy, his, um, his name was David. He has a computer science degree. Um, he spent 10 years working, working as a tech person for a, a, like an online tech, technical support person, right? He has a black, not a black belt, but you know, Six Sigma. He has a yellow belt in building systems and processes. He's got a family and like 15 years of experience working in an operational capacity for a US-based business. So you're exactly right. I would, I would feel sh ashamed of myself if I called him an assistant. He is not an assistant. He's an operations person and a dang good one. Like yeah. a really, I mean, he's a high level professional. So when we, you know, when somebody says I need an ops person, we have those people in a support capacity for marketing, sales, and operation. That's kind of what we do. Yeah, and you cover the whole gamut. I think we typically think the first couple things you just said, which is listing and transactions, but you guys do, like you were just talking about monitoring Facebook groups um, and being the local celebrity, you can do it all, really. That's the difference. You know, it's interesting as you say that, it occurs to me, my daughter is was a teacher for six years um, yep. and her husband just completed a coding program at GW University. And they are literally going to rent their condo and travel the country and be digital nomads for the next year and do this kind of work. And they're extremely skilled professionals. So I think yeah. our definition of office of the future means we have to open our mind to a totally different reality of who our workforce is and what they're doing. So we've, we got a question and I love it. It's from Les. Um, how do you determine when to hire? And you, you hear people say, you know, I wish I would have hired sooner or I wish I would have gotten her on my team two years ago or him on my team five years ago. Gosh, how different would things look today if, you know, and I, let me, if you're listening right now, here's some stats that NAR puts out. So this isn't my outdust. This isn't, these are just stats, right? I love In the real estate space, 80 3% of, of, of real estate professionals do not have an assistant. And um, less to, to answer your question, if you, this is how I do it. If you plan on doubling your business, who do you need on your team and what do you need to give up? So absolutely do the sticky challenge. Absolutely start thinking about compound leverage, put it into a system Find out what you can automate in that system and then figure out what you can delegate down. Um, but Christy nailed it when you said create a future org chart. In a future org chart, when you ask your, yourself that question of who do I need to you know, have on my team in order to double my production, that will, will stop, start you down a process of thinking about 
what your org chart should look like and who needs to be on the team. And if you've never done that before, number one, buy the book or get the book. Don't buy it. It's for free, which is crazy. Um, super easy. We'll put it in the chat notes right now. Do that and then get a consult consultation with Christy or us and, and really start, you need, you know, everybody needs a coach. I think you need, I think you said something really important, which is you need to know where you're going. So who yep. are less who answered the question, when do I hire? I think there's always, there's a gap. There's that, that gap you have to bridge of I'm doing this much work and I'm afraid because I have to pay a salary. And I think we have to turn our mindset from um, expense to investment. And if you're looking as your hire as an investment and you know that I should know within those first three months whether they're going to pay me back, whether they're going to be a multiplier in my business or they're going to buy me more time so I can multiply my business. You'll know within those three months, but you've got to take that jump and you've got to have the expectations conversation with the hire that this is what the expectation is that you will be a multiplier at a certain point in time. Um, I would say you want to hire that person before you hit the ceiling. And the ceiling's gonna be different depending on price point and what part of the country you're in. I'd say maybe around 20, 20 25 units you can do and still have a life. Um, but if you wanna go, I think you have to start with the end in mind, which is what Daniel said, go to create your future org chart and then work backwards. Well, and the other thing, and I love that we're talking about this because hiring is what we do. We've, we've helped hire and place over 5,000 people. And time and time again, what I hear is that I'm afraid I'm going to mishire. And a mishire can talk, can, you know, it can be three to five times their annual salary in problems for a business. Workers comp, you have to pay for an office space, you need laptops, phones, you have to buy them user access to all your different systems. So it can get really, really expensive if you make a bad choice. And so if you're in a space where I, I need to hire and I'm, I know I'm not good, then, then you need support and help around that. And it's the most important thing is to get into a game plan kind of scenario where somebody is helping you through that. And because going, I'll give you an example, getting a real estate license, starting a real estate business, it's like going to college, right? But then hiring a, a team member and growing a team is like, it's like going to college and getting a bachelor, getting a master's and a doctorate all at once. Cause you know, people don't follow bad leaders. So it's a completely different skill set to lead somebody as compared to sell real estate. Yeah. It's an so evolution that. from salesperson to business person to leader. Oh my goodness. Three different sets of skills. Yeah. <laughs> and Thankfully, this is not that conversation, right? But less, it's a great, it's a good question. And I thought it deserved uh, an appropriate response. Guys, we only have a couple minutes left. Right now is the time to ask questions. I'm going to share a couple other like game changer stuff for the office of the future, build it like a boss. That's what this program is. I want to share um, how we manage tasks real quick, because I think oh, that's- I love this. That's a really important thing. Um, and then I'm just, I'm going to do real quick. And again, we're giving you guys an insider view. This is the only way I know how to do it. I don't like talking about theoretical stuff. I like talking about 
what we're actually doing. So you can kind of see um, we use Monday as a task management platform. So these are all folks in our marketing and or sales group. And here's 10 tips to convert leads to commissions, right? And this is, a, this is you know, an article that my Outdesk is putting out there. So here's the actual stuff. And then here's the link where we actually put them um, you know, in LinkedIn and, and Medium and all the different places to go through. So if you look at this, I mean, we've got a lot of different things going on as a company. Here's all the blogs and news stories that we've got going up. So these are our topics for 2019 forecast. Um, you know, like these are all the things that we are doing in order. Here's all the stuff that's got posted. I don't know if you know LP Mama, but it's a great um, kind of framework script. One of my favorites. And so you, you can kind of see how we're keeping track of all of the moving parts that is, um, this is our marketing and sales board. Um, so if not Monday, Asana, Slack, um, you know, there's a ton of different options to help. I love the, vi the visuals on this. It's so super easy to see who's doing what, what's done, what's not done. I get that question a lot from people because people are used to managing on whiteboards or on file. I can't believe in my classes, I still have people using paper checklists. So this is the kind of thing that makes it super easy. And your, you, your company is how many people now? Well, we're 1,200 folks, um, and here, here's what's crazy too. When you're, and because this is the ops boss world, I want to make sure that we're being very consistent with, you know, how we're doing it. So there's people who contribute. We have a designer who's doing the design. We have a writer who's doing the writing. I'm, I'm apparently I was involved in this one. Um, and so everybody, all the communication for this one particular task is in one spot. And all the people who are, need to be informed are there, who do the work and who are contributors to the work, as well as the responsible party is there. And so this is the way that you can run an office with disper uh, dispersed teams. Delegation becomes easy. If there's a question, a task can be assigned. If there's a concern, you can reassign it back to the person who assigned it to you. So that's a huge um, way to really drive value um, for teams. Are your VAs writing blogs? So anonymous, oh my goodness, anonymous. Anonymous, thank you for posting, but you've got to come on. We need to know your name and your face. No. Um, so yeah, uh, virtual assistants can actually do blog posts. We have a fabulous one. Um, it really depends the, again, it's all about the system and process. In our case, typically, um, you know, somebody from the leadership team, somebody who understands the mindset of our client, somebody who understands our business at a really high level, sets the topic, records a video, and then we take that video, like this will be turned into a huge blog post with graphics and different things. So there's a process for that. And if blog posts and SEO is something that you want to do, you just have to have that system in place. And again, I just, I would um, encourage everybody here to basically do a consultation with us. I was going to say, I think the answer to that is, can a virtual assistant do blank? Yes. Like there's, there's not very many things that you can't do.
can they cast vision? Maybe not. Can they, you know, talk about your strategy? Maybe, maybe not. They can help, maybe not high level, maybe medium to low. Everything else, yes. Well, that's, this is what's crazy. I mean, every, every major, when you talk about the office of the future, um, real estate, we are behind the times. So companies have been outsourcing and having a blended market since the 1970s and 80s. Um, something that's ironic is my father's own job got outsourced. I mean, how ironic is that? He was working for a, a, a shampoo company and he was in manufacturing and they moved when NAFTA came, they moved to Mexico because it, it cut the cost of having a manufacturing plant in half. So if you are on this call and you're thinking, how do I reduce expenses? How do we do more? How do I free up my time so I can help my, my team grow and double? Definitely give us that text. It's SVP at 61996 and just come in and have a conversation because you never know what you might find. Christy, we're almost out of time. I, I know. I can't believe that. We haven't even shared half the stuff. Um, they better come to the retreat and hear more. <laughs> okay, so um, let's wrap it up. I mean, by 2027, 50% of the world is going to be virtual. And if you're not thinking about the systems and processes you need right now in order to hire virtual professionals and kind of have a blended model, I think you're leaving stuff on the table. We're having commission compression. We're seeing mass change in our industry. And I just, right now is the time to act because things are still good. So I think the, the, the advice that I would give people kind of to close it off is take things down to the studs, right? I, I live in an area where people are tearing down homes and building new ones and they're tearing a lot of homes down to the studs and rebuilding. Take your business down to the studs, rebuild it and use A-E-I-O-U, right? Remember growing up, we had the vowels, A-E-I-O-U. What can yeah. I automate? What can I eliminate? Um, what intelligence, artificial intelligence, can I use to um, grow my business? Um, o is outsource. What can I outsource? And U is Y-O-U. U is the consumer. What do, what do we need to do for you? We forget yeah. that. So if we can A-E-I-O-U our businesses, I think that'll take us into the future. I've never heard that before, Christy. That's such a great way to end this call. Guys, thanks for being here. Um, if you wanted more information, um, definitely check out our website, myoutdesk.com forward slash opsboss. Christy was giving away, how do you know if you're an average agent or an average ops person versus an ops boss? So that'll be a good thing. You can also um, email me at yes at opsbosscoaching.com and we'll give you right. that plus some additional resources. I love it. Guys, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for joining us. Um, and we are excited to build the office of the future with you.